Welcome back to the Influencer Marketing Roundup brought to you by Linkia. We are covering all of the news and stories in a busy month of September. As always, there's three parts to this pod. The first is the top social platform news. The second are featured brand campaigns, and there were a lot of good ones this month. And then we end with reports worth reading. Let's start on the news and let's get it a little different here. So there was a university in Ireland. This made its way around the social sphere. They will offer the country's first degree in influencing. Now, there was some positive, some negative reactions to this news. I think they went after a headline. If you actually look deeper, it's a really interesting degree. It's going to focus on content creation and social media. Courses will include video, audio, audio editing, business, critical, critical cultural studies. So I think it's a really great skill set for people to develop. I know that the headlines kind of latched on to influencer marketing. And as we'll see when we go to the report section, it's a very demanded job for the youth. And I think people sometimes poke fun at that. But the skill set to be a creator is quite vast. You're a business owner, you're a content creator, you're a lot of things. And so I think a very well-rounded degree. I actually think it's, it's a really interesting thing that they're offering out there in Ireland. So that was the unusual. Now let's get back to the social platforms. Start with TikTok. They had the busiest month of all the platforms. Number one, they officially rolled out shops to all US users. That was earlier in the month. It's a combination of news for them that, that really shows how much they're doubling down here. They partnered extensively with influencers to promote shop. If you're on the app, you're probably seeing shop content constantly because the algorithm's prioritizing it. They're going to offer subsidies for Black Friday discounts up to 50% to encourage users to shop on the app during the holiday time period. They have banned links to outside e-commerce sites. They shut down storefronts, and they're already on track to lose $500 million this year. This is not a short-term bet for them. They are clearly playing the long game with social commerce. And as we talked about in this pod, I'm very much here for it. I think it's a, it's a very smart bet. They just have to be willing to wait longer than they probably will want to. But it will come. The U.S. will get there, and they are poised to be the top player given the investments they're making. Next on TikTok, they introduced centralized wallet for in-app transactions. This is basically a centralized payment tracking platform, and it's going to include their own in-app currency called TikTok coins. Right now, TikTok coins can be exchanged for virtual items. You can then award those items to your favorite creators in the app. So that's pretty much all you can do at present. But just like Meta Stars. I'm betting TikTok's going to look to build this as an alternative currency, and then given what we just talked about with shops, how it's used in shops. So they really are trying to own the end-to-end ecosystem, including their own currency. They also announced attribution analytics. This was a really interesting update out of TikTok. The basic premise of attribute analytics says that TikTok deserves more credit from sales than it does just with immediate attribution, because immediate attribution misses out on so much that happens from an inspiration perspective. You see something on TikTok, you might then go to Google and type it in, you might go to Amazon, that's your last click before you buy. And in the traditional attribution models, TikTok's gonna get no credit for any of that. So they're building their own attribution system called Attribution Analytics. This way they get more credit, this way it's a little bit more accurate for what's they're inspiring. There's obviously the downside of your grading your own homework. So if it's their own attribution system, it's their own measurement approach, they obviously have incentive to make that look as juicy as humanly possible. 
but I do think this is a better way in general to look at things. I, I think that last click is not working, any click-based attribution for TikTok, and it's more about view through tracking. So very interesting read, obviously check it out on the full roundup. They also launched in-stream labels for AI-generated content. This is a really hot topic, and TikTok's now gonna require users who use AI to create a post in the app and flag it as such, or risk having that content removed if they fail to do so. This will very quickly help identify AI content, which is very important. Mr. Beast actually made news um, because of a huge situation where it was a deep fake of Mr. Beast, um, and it caused a lot of issues for him and for his fans. So labeling AI content is a good thing all around. Where this gets tricky is when it's not for nefarious purposes, it's actually just AI as part of the content creation process. It's gonna be weird to lump that in with more of the nefarious uses. So I don't know how they're gonna start maybe differentiating between AI as an assistant in content creation for good versus this is you know a deep fake or something that AI is doing is to deceive. But right now it's good that you can label, it just may disincentivize everyone from using any type of AI help. TikTok is also exploring a partnership with Google to drive search traffic. A bit of a head scratcher on this one. The reverse of if you search Google and you see TikTok videos the same way you see YouTube videos, I'm very much a big fan of that. That's been talked about for a long time. This is the opposite. TikTok's going to integrate Google search prompts and eventually possibly results into TikTok's own search stream. So if you're a user, now you'll see a prompt appear when you search for something that includes a CTA and then it expands their search on Google. So the benefits to Google are very obvious. Their search terms are now in TikTok and you could take people out of TikTok into Google. I'm not really sure what TikTok gets out of this, although there must be something in the back end on the deal business relationship between the two that does make it worth it. Otherwise, I, I don't know why they would ever explore this. And then the final news out of TikTok is they're just exploring more social networking features. They have concerns that users are sharing TikTok videos externally on other social media messaging apps when they want to discuss them with friends. I mean, that definitely happens. That's a huge part of Instagram. If you've ever heard Adam Asseri talk about messages and how much volume happens within messages, this makes a lot of sense for TikTok to, to go deeper into the social networking features game. So no surprise here. If they do it the right way, it won't dip into any of the experiences you have today will just be additive to it. So I, I agree with this move to start introducing more social networking features. That was all the news out of TikTok. Let's move on to Meta. Meta expands its paid verification program to business accounts. So this will now offer businesses the same badge as creators. The interesting plus up is businesses will have better search positioning, which means they probably will be inclined to buy it if they can increase their visibility. That's a pretty big benefit for a small fee if you're a business. So I thought that was a smart move to attach search positioning to having paid verification. Uh, they're also considering new subscriptions, which would enable EU users to eliminate ads. This was humongous news. Now, for those who don't follow the EU, they have the Digital Service Act, which is a much stricter set of rules than are what exists in the US, and it's very much disrupting social media companies and how they operate in Europe. This was Meta's solve for a lot of that, which says you can pay for Meta. This can be a subscription platform and we will eliminate ads and we will increase privacy for you. So it's the, their platform's first frame to pay ad-free option. And what we saw after that was a trickle-down effect. Musk followed, and he's talked about this for a long time, but he followed up with news of, of potentially offering a sponsorship or a subscription service. 
um, not even in the U, everywhere, and others are starting to talk about it too. So we may not be far from a world where you can pay for social media in order to have increased privacy metrics and to avoid ads. Now, I think in, in uh, X's case, it's not really going to be a choice. In Meta's case, they're saying you can always have it for free, but this would be what a paid option is. I am a fan if it's optional. I, I've always been a fan of, again, if you're not paying for the service, you are the product. So for people who want enhanced privacy, for people who want no ads, I think it's a great thing to have the option. For X, the only news we're going to talk about this month is a new option that will enable creators to gather email contacts from subscribers. Yes, please, more of this. We talked about it when Musk first announced that he would consider doing this, and now it is actually in being implemented. So subscribers can share their email with a the creator they follow, the key being that if they choose to do so, they have to actually select yes, it's not automatically going to happen. And if they do, they're providing full access to an off-platform contact method for each opt-in subscriber. That's a huge benefit for creators. They wanna own the audiences. This will help them do so, but obviously it's dependent on the users actually agreeing to provide their contact information. That was the big news out of X. Reddit, we never really talk about Reddit, but they introduced a revenue stream. It's called the Contributor Program, and it allows qualifying users to earn real money for their Reddit posts. The earnings are gonna be given out monthly. It's based on how many upvotes for those who are familiar with Reddit. Each post amasses, and they're following the footsteps in a lot of other platforms. This is how you entice creators. You give them potential revenue sources. This is a smart move for Reddit who had some shaky issues in the last couple months with, with everything we've talked about on this pod. YouTube revealed a suite of generative AI-powered tools for creators at its Made on YouTube event. This was a really big day for them, the Made on YouTube event. If you were on social that day, a lot of people were talking about it. They announced a lot of features. We could spend an hour regurgitating, but let's just quickly cover the four key ones. Number one was Dream Screen. So this will enable creators to use generative AI to produce a video or image background for YouTube shorts. It's very valuable if you're a creator, it makes it a lot easier and quicker. Second was AI Insights. That offers suggestions for video topics based on the videos that creators' audience are, are already watching on YouTube, and it will even generate an entire video outline, similar to what TikTok built with their AI, feature, AI features. Really smart. Again, makes creating much more seamless. Allowed was the third one, an audio dubbing technology that automatically translates a video's audio into other languages. Obviously, language translation has been a hot topic. We talked about it with Meta last month. And the last one, maybe the most interesting, YouTube Create. And this is short form video editing. It's gonna compete with ByteDance's CapCut. So we'll see if, if it has enough features to take on what has become the behemoth of CapCut. And if you've never used CapCut, CapCut it is amazing. But if anyone can compete, it is YouTube. So excited to see that one come to life. With the last two stories of the month, Target announced new influencer storefronts Influencer storefronts are all the rage in retail, and I understand why. If you're a retailer, why would you not have this? But it, it was designed to lead into the holiday season. These are virtual shops, featured items curated by various creators. For creators, it really is going to depend on if they sell anything. It's obvious benefit to the retailer. Um, it's a good revenue stream for creators if they can actually drive traffic. But if they don't, they won't maintain their pages. So we'll have to see. You know, I could see it being a seasonal thing. They do it every season. I'm sure Target will want them to lean in and be posting about this all the time. But it's all going to be about how much they can generate. And if they don't generate anything, they're not going to pay attention to their pages. And finally, LinkedIn adds a new branded content library, which lists all influencer campaigns in the app. 
We talked about Meta's new tool last month doing this. We've talked about TikTok doing this before. I love this trend. So we t- LinkedIn, We I think we talked about this last month. They rolled out their branded content tags. Now they're also adding new search functionality for branded content partnerships. That's what this announcement was. That will enable all users to explore all of the affiliate marketing campaigns that have used the new tags in the app. Really interesting way for you to see what brands and what creators are doing. All right, that is all the top social news. Let's move on to brand influencer highlights. These are our favorite campaigns that we saw last month. You can see, again, all of these are on the roundup on LinkedIn. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm going to highlight a few, but I would highly suggest clicking in and seeing all of them. The first one I'm going to start with is possibly my campaign of the year, which was Hyundai's chocolate TikTok duets. They made branded content with TikTok creator Amari Gushan. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm sorry, Amari, if it's not. If you haven't seen his content, it's fantastic. He is known for his pastry designs and chocolate sculptures, and they are absolutely amazing. And so Hyundai partnered with him to create the Ionic 6, which is their new car, actually a very nice looking car, out of sweets. And the video got 36 plus million views. But this was just the beginning. They then partnered for a branded duet with another TikTok creator called Chef Reactions. Again, if you don't watch Chef Reactions, he's pretty entertaining. He watches cooks and chefs do things that are a little bit weird and it's just his reactions and they're pretty funny he's critiquing other food content basically on tiktok and they had him do a reaction video to amari now what's really interesting is he's also a major major fan so not only was he thrilled to do this but they then took all this footage of him going to see amari and going to see him in action and doing his work live and seeing the ionic six the content was fantastic Putting them two together was genius. The whole thing was just really well done, so I applaud them all around. The other few that we'll call out, Clinique, they tapped college students to be brand ambassadors. It was just a smart program that they put together. College students are a very high demand ambassador group. They have a lot of say with students who have surprisingly a lot of disposable income. You would think they're college kids, they don't, but they are big buyers of these brands, especially in the fashion and beauty space. So they created an ambassadorship program. Very smart. You should look at the page that they created to to entice people to join. NFL, we have to highlight, they are giving, they're opening their access pass program, which grants access to game footage to a select group of creators. To understand why this is so interesting, you got to go a little bit deeper because creators now will be able to monetize these videos on YouTube, which creates a huge incentive to focus on a topic as popular as the NFL. So I thought this was really, really smart. I would look into what they're doing. That has to dovetail into what's happening with Taylor Swift. I know we're probably sick of hearing what's happening with Taylor Swift, but I do have to give Heinz credit for creating a product or announcing that they will create a product called Seemingly Ranch. I'm sure everybody saw that. Someone posted about it, whether they loved it, they hated it. I thought it was a really smart move. Not only did they capitalize on the moment, but they didn't even actually create the product. All they did was say they're creating the product and create an image of that product. And so before they even produced one bottle, people were talking about it. People had opinions about it. It was being posted all over social. So I thought it was really, really interesting. And then finally, brand features CeraVe. We've called CeraVe out multiple times on this pod, but they doubled an enormous content studio called the Acne Academy. This featured over 350 influencers, including Charlie D'Amelio and Zach King. And the, the blending of social stars and medical professionals 
just really, really smart. They've always done great work as a brand. I don't know what the budget was for this. Either it was enormous and they just paid for all of these influencers or they just set it up in such a brilliant way that you'd be crazy as an influencer if you didn't want to come and create content there. So I should give them a major shout out for doing in-person activations. Those are coming back. Those are really smart to do. Those are our brand highlights. Let's end with reports and data worth reading. I have to go with number one, Linkia. We released our annual state of influencer marketing report. It got a ton of coverage upon release because there's a lot of juicy data in here. We're not gonna go through all the data. We actually did an entire hour with Kai Uria from the information. If you wanna see that webinar, you could actually go on LinkedIn. It was a LinkedIn Live and watch it. But the footnotes or budgets are definitely increasing. Over 75% of respondents said their budget either increased or remained unchanged versus 2022, which is surprising given marketing budgets are contracting. Strategies are evolving. Macro influencers surpass micros the hottest tier, which was the first time we've ever seen that happen. And content's being used everywhere. 97% of respondents are using influencer content outside of just organic influencer posts. Now, paid social and own social were the top of that list but you also had website, you had email, you had display, you had CTV, you had add a home. So this content's being used everywhere. Next report, Insider Intelligence, their latest influencer report shows influencer spend is growing faster than social ad spend. Shout out to Jasmine Enberg for just banger report after banger report in the influencer marketing industry. She's doing a fantastic job, but she said that in this report, influencer marketing spending which, which encompasses monetary payments to influencers and creator content amplified as paid ads, so all of it, is projected to grow at a rate of 14% throughout the rest of 2023, more than triple the projection for social media ad spending, which sits, sits at just 4.1%. So that's pretty insane to see the difference between social media ad spending growth and influencer ad spending growth. The next one, Morning Consult reports. Gen Z's main career aspiration is to be an influencer. This is related to that Ireland degree that we talked about up front. Over 50% of Gen Zers surveyed desired influencer roles, outpacing other age groups by 16%. But the study also showed that over half of all adult consumers are following influencers on social media. And obviously the percentage is, is naturally highest among Gen Z, 81% of that age cohort follow content creators, but it was everyone. You know, the survey found that nearly one in four boomers follow at least a few influencers. So I, I don't think the world of influencers not contained to the youth. It's it's pretty much everyone following them these days. And then finally, Wavemaker, they have a report showing companies only spend 5% of their influencer campaigns to reach Gen X. So only 13% of Gen X feel represented by social media ads, while 92% use social media daily. Gen Z also represents 28% of TikTok's user base, 28%, yet just 5% of brand influencer campaigns aim to reach them. This is one of the largest purchasing groups there is. There's about to be over $70 trillion inherited by that generation by the boomers. It's, it seems like something's imbalanced here. Brands may be spending a little too much effort on Gen Z, and millennials and a little too too much effort on Gen X. So very interesting report. All right, that is all the time we have today. Thank you for tuning in. As always, the roundup is published on our LinkedIn newsletter. All of these stories are linked. You can check out everything. We will see you in October. Make sure you tune in to our Creator Economy Live podcast, which we do every other week. And happy marketing, everyone. (laughs) 